Hey everyone and welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred October 6th. It's October, and you all know what that means. It's time for spooky, spooky skeletons. Kind of. We're not really talking about skeletons or spooky things exactly this week, but we are talking about something that could be argued is a bit of a paranormal thing. It could be paranormal, but it's really wrapped up in that warm blanket that many of us would attribute to the likes of Agatha Harkness. And it takes place in the world of sports, so maybe it's a superstition. In order to talk about this event, we need to go all the way back to 1945. The Chicago Cubs were a team, and they were a good team. Since their creation, they had won two World Series, had 51 winning seasons, and accumulated 16 National League pennants. And this was all in 69 years. Nice. For the Cubs, 1945 was gearing up to be another successful year, and to add a cherry on top of the Sunday, that was the 1945 baseball season, they were favored to win in the World Series against Detroit. They had already won two of the seven games, and it was looking good for Game 4, but that's when tragedy struck. The year was 1945, and on this day, October 6th, William Billy Cianus put onto the Chicago Cubs the Billy Goat Curse. Billy Cianus was a local tavern owner, the Billy Goat Tavern, and he was a Cubs fan. As such, when the Cubs made it to the World Series, Cianus thought to himself, I ought to go see that, and I'll take with me my pet goat Murphy, who will be wearing a sign that says, We got Detroit's goat. And so that's what he did. They went to Wrigley Field and... Hold on a second, because... All of you probably know this already, but I just found it out researching this story, and i got to share it. So in 1916, William M. Wrigley Jr. went in with a group of businessmen and decided to buy the Chicago Cubs. While Wrigley only purchased a minority share, over the next four years, Charles Wiegum, the majority owner, was forced to sell a portion of his stocks in the Cubs, and Wrigley bought them. This actually made him the majority owner, and in 1927, the park was renamed from Wiegum to Wrigley Field. Now, I know what you're asking yourself. Why is that worth this whole side explanation bit? Well, William M. Wrigley Jr. was also the founder of Wrigley's Gum. This is the company that makes Juicy Fruit Gum. They renamed the field in order to promote the gum of the owner. Also, it's the owner's last name. Also worth noting, 1927 was the year that the upper deck was added to the ballpark. So the Wrigley of Wrigley Field and the Wrigley's of Wrigley's Gum is the same guy. And I thought that was cool. I never knew it. So they went to Wrigley Field and everyone was excited and had high hopes for the game. Cianus paraded Murphy around and actually paraded him on the actual field, but when the time came for everyone to get their tickets and take their seats, he did just that, buying two tickets, one for him and one for his goat Murphy. Yes, you heard that right, one for his pet goat Murphy. So here's the thing, 
while it is okay to parade your goat on the field and to dress up your goat with a sign that says, We got Detroit's goat, and while it's okay to keep your goat at the ballpark and to buy your goat a ticket, when it comes time to actually have the goat watch the game, people start having a problem. Just not the problem you might think. Apparently, the issue people took against the goat was that it smelled like a goat. And because of that, the pair were kicked out of the stadium. According to one article I read, after being kicked out, Cianus demanded to see Wrigley and demanded to know why they were removed. Murphy was supposedly tied outside where he did things goats do, like poop, while the explanation for his expulsion was given. The trouble with the ballpark's reasoning, however, is that there were no signs prohibiting goats from entering the park and watching the games. Not something you would think you would have to specify, but they do put warning labels for a reason. People also laughed and pointed at Murphy, and this understandably angered Cianus. It was only when he realized that the Cubs would not allow his goat to watch the game that he uttered his fateful words. Them Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more. And then the pair walked into the distance, never looking back, just like some cowboy in a western. Allegedly. The Cubs went on to lose Game 4 and then lost the series in 7 games. Upon receiving the news, Sienna sent a telegram to William Wrigley asking, Who stinks now? For 71 years, the Cubs have had mostly losing seasons, won no World Series and won no pennants. But not for lack of trying. In 1969, the year before Cianus passed away, he attempted to lift the curse, but the Cubs were taken down by the Miracle Mets. They attempted to again lift the curse in 1973, and then in 1984, and then 1989, 1994, 1998, and 2003. But then, in 2016, after not winning a World Series since 1908 and having a curse placed on them for the last 71 years, the Cubs did the impossible and won the World Series, ending their long battle with the Billy Goat Curse, which brought to an end the longest drought in baseball history. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review that helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all if you're watching this on youtube you can find the year was audio version on your podcast app of choice you can find me on social media and at youtube at the apple cider club and as always i want to thank the tim kreitz band for our musical theme and thank you for listening we'll see you next time 